episode 13 of Nurmer Nurmer. This is Susie here, and I talked to Sterling Cruz this week about Glee. We had a lot of fun. We talked about characters that we identify with, that we like, songs we like, etc. And, as always, please check the description for more information about ways that you can be helpful or things that you can learn. Thanks. Hey Susie, how are you? I'm good. I actually, um, I woke up at like five o'clock. I was just in bed watching TikToks, and then I was like, "Oh crap, it's almost 11. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so many hours of TikToks. <laughs> it is. No. <laughs> I've been there, but I didn't feel like watching the news like I usually do. So I was like, eh, I don't want to hear about any pain and genocide. I just want to laugh. Yeah, I feel that. I've been, for the first time in months, like, watching just music videos that make me happy. Yeah. Because I, I just haven't been, and I'm, <laughs> I kind of need something to take the edge off lately. Honestly, I mean, for me, the Jack's not quite doing it. <laughs> yeah. I've been re-watching Glee. Started re-watching it <laughs> after um, Naya Rivera passed. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that I've really only seen the first three seasons. Like, I've seen parts of the other seasons. <laughs> it's like, I just, re- I don't know. I really only like the original <laughs> cast. I don't know if you've seen the whole thing. Yeah, but. I have. And I'm actually with you. Um, there's nothing like the original Glee cast. You know, uh, in the later seasons, like the fourth and fifth season, when they started to bring in new characters and introduce new characters, it's almost like they were just trying too hard. It, it wasn't natural it wasn't like with the flow anymore yeah i felt like they were kind of direct stereotype replacements of the original cast yeah oh here's the cheerleader that's mean and here's like the football player and the whatever i'm so glad that show's not on anymore because i don't even want to fathom the idea of who they would have replaced naya with oh yeah well i was thinking about that too because finn is the only actor who died while the show was on right and like the whole thing with puck was like bad <laughs> it's very bad but yeah, the actor who played um, him had a lot of they found child porn on name, his computer uh, mike falling or sailing or whatever yeah so like i don't even know how the show would have dealt with that and i'm glad they didn't have to i feel like that would have been a um they probably would have just replaced him with another stereotypical puck, if you will. Um, Bad boy type. Yeah, you know, leather jacket, motorcycle riding, you know. I feel like they would have went that route. It's weird because for such an inclusive show, it is so reliant on stereotypes. And I know a lot of high school shows do that. But, Mm -hmm. like, this was, like, so blatant, like, click against click. And I know my high school wasn't that bad (laughs) like it existed (laughs) we all had our groups but like it wasn't right this is like multiple seasons of the football players in the glee club clashing pretty much all in the name of the football players not wanting to look gay exactly and you know the funny thing is there was this kid that i had went to school with and both he and i were on a football team and i was a part of almost like every 
every and any extracurricular activity that you can possibly fathom or think of. Amazing. And right. Yeah. And I made it seem like, you know, it was easy because it was easy. I love, you know, all of those things. I love band. I love choir. I love being a part of drama. And I love speech and debate because I love to argue with people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, this kid I went to school with, you know, he was like this jock jock. He, he was like muscular and always spent like 90% of his free time in the gym trying to work out. And I'm like, dude, you you have an amazing voice because I heard him one time, one time um, after practice, we hit the showers. He was just singing. I'm like, dude, you have a great voice. Like you should join choir. And he's like, no, no, no. You know, that's he's like, no offense, but that's for all the gay kids or whatever. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's literally a group of people just creating music and harmony. Like that's exactly what it is. <laughs> you can sing. And, you're qualified. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like you have a voice, you can sing. You're great. So it took me maybe about four or five months into the school year to convince him to actually join choir. And once he did, here comes the whole rush of other football players to join. I'm like, wait, what happened when I joined? Like, you guys didn't care when I joined, but now that he joined, all y'all want to join now? Like, what? Makes no sense. Yeah, that's exactly a plot line from Glee. You lived it. (laughs) Right. Like, come on. But my favorite character was Blaine. I loved Blaine. Blaine was like, he was my type of gay guy. Like, he was the embodiment of the perfect gay dude that I would date. I don't know. I don't know how to phrase that. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. There. Done. Perfect. I think, I mean, Um, that seems pretty by design. Like, he dresses sharp. He can sing. Like, he's nice. That's what I loved. And then when I was like, oh, you're going for Kurt? Really? Okay. Yeah, Kurt's kind of a different dude totally different kurt reminds me the male uh, he, he reminds me of the male version of main girl that is exactly who he reminds me of i was so much in love with blaine when i first started watching glee i was like researching you know all these uh different social media profiles to follow him on just so i can stay in tune and i didn't have a twitter at the time so i was like you know what? i'll follow him on Facebook. And then my Facebook got hacked. Darren Chris, where are you? Oh, you're on Instagram. Perfect. <laughs> That's how you and... chose your social media, just wherever you could find Darren Chris. <laughs> if you came yeah. out with a MySpace, you'd be like, I'm switching. Oh my God. Who uses MySpace anymore? I haven't heard of MySpace in so long. Um, I was thinking about who my favorite character was. I think my favorite character is Sue Sylvester, which is messed up because she oh is my mean. God, yes. But then I realized, I like, loved her. as far as like my favorite songs, they're all sung by Blaine. Like those are all my those are the moments I actually remember from Glee because I haven't really watched it in years. But yeah. I think that <laughs> Sue Sylvester might be my favorite. <laughs> my, and she my does some Sue. fucked up shit. <laughs> She really does, and that's what I love about her. When I started watching Glee, she's the one who made me the person that I am because I'm like, you know what? She's right. Like, if you want it, you just got to go get it. Like, who cares whose toes you step on? She kind of has a soft spot for not only people who are mentally challenged, but also for people who are different than what society deems as, you know, the norm. Yeah. Um, She had some very 
soft moments for Kurt as well with all the bullying. Again, you know, with Blaine, you know, when Kurt and Blaine broke up, she's like, oh, no, really, you guys, really? I'm like, oh, you, you actually love them. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I love when Kurt calls her out for calling him, what does she call him, Ladyface or just Lady or something? Something like that, yeah. And she's like, well, pick a new nickname then. You, these are your options. And it's like, <laughs> in that moment, it was like, oh, okay. So she just really wants to give everyone a nickname and she wants to be mean yeah. about it. But like the second he was like, you're part of the bullying problem, which she is. She's <laughs> throwing oh, yeah. shit around the school all the time. She's like fat shaming her cheerleaders, like <laughs> doing everything wrong as far as that's concerned. But when Kurt said that, she was like, all right, I'll call you porcelain. <laughs> But I loved that. Uh, it's also, like, even though she hates the Glee Club and is trying to tear it apart all the time, she is not a normal woman in the world. Like, no. as far as we're concerned, her sexuality is just being Sue Sylvester. Mm-hmm. Like, this episode, <laughs> this episode that I watched last night, she's temporarily joined the Glee Club, and Will Schuster <laughs> walks in the room, and he's like, all right, guys and gals and Sue... So good because she's just her own entity. She is. I mean, the the part that got me was when she married herself. She's like, you know what? I'm done with men. There's no one else who's gonna love me except myself. And she literally did a split right down the middle, or a dress on one side and a tux on the other, and married herself. I'm like, wow, this sue everybody. Yeah, exactly. That's like straight out of Drag Race. Have like half tucks, half dress. Oh my God, that woman! She is an icon. I love her. Every now and then, I watch her show, um, her game show that she has. Is it called Hollywood Game Night? Yes, that's it. Oh, six seasons. What have I been doing? <laughs> if you thought Sue Sylvester was over, oh no, <laughs> she just switched platforms. <laughs> Oh, man, I got to get into that. Yes. I didn't even know this existed. She's also so tall. She is. I wonder wow. how tall she would be if you put her and Shaq together. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Jane Lynch is a force to be reckoned with. There aren't a lot of, like, Glee actors that have successfully done something outside of Glee, in my eyes. I don't I know, know, maybe I'm yeah. missing something. but I think she's she one... from the cast that actually did something. I feel like, um, you know, Alex Newell, who was in the later seasons mm-hmm. as Unique, I've seen yeah. Alex Newell's name more not related to Glee than related to Glee. And that's, like, maybe really? the only person. Yeah, I see they perform at, like, Pride events and stuff a lot. But I haven't really ever seen, like, I guess Naya Rivera wrote a book, so I saw mm-hmm. when that came out. I don't know what, um, oh, also, the guy who plays Jesse St. James is in Hamilton. I realized that when I was watching Groff. when I watched Jonathan Hamilton when they were here. Yes. Dude, I didn't realize when, that when uh, I was watching Hamilton. When I first realized it was when I saw the show live here. You saw it I live? I went to the theater. Yeah, when oh they were here in God. Chicago. It was awesome. That's amazing. The show had me laughing, and, it, and when Alex's son died, it literally brought me to tears. Oh, yeah. I was crying. Yeah. When I saw him on the stage, I'm like, oh, my God, he's he's really in Hamilton right now. <laughs> like, what? 
Like, you were in Glee. Yeah. I didn't realize it, but I just, you know, Hamilton just came out on Disney Plus, and I had watched it, and then I started watching Glee right after, and he's in the first season. And I was like, why does this motherfucker look so familiar? (laughs) He's in Hamilton. (laughs) And I love that in Glee, he's like a Broadway hopeful. Yeah. And then he's in Broadway. He does it. I know it's not the character and the actor, but, like, he did it. You know, the funny thing about Hamilton, right after they left here, they went to Los Angeles, right? And they were supposed to do the same thing that they did here in Chicago. They are supposed to perform in Los Angeles for, I think, three or four years or whatever. Mm. (laughs) Lin-Manuel, he uh, made a statement. He's like, well, our contract's going to have to be extended because of COVID. He's like... Thanks, COVID. Thank you for ruining our first year. Yeah, no kidding. COVID ruined a lot of people's first year. (laughs) It did. Oh, I feel bad for all the people that haven't seen it live yet because it's so emotional when it's, like, right in your face. It's honestly the best show that I've ever seen than any other Broadway show that I've seen. It's better than Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) It's better than Lion King on Broadway. Damn, that's a big statement. I want to see yeah, that rotating I, stage in real life. It caught me for a loop when the Skylar sisters came out and they were simulating like they were walking down the street, but the rotating yes. stage was moving. That's the that's the kicker. I love it. It threw me that. for a loop. Yeah, because like, what's <laughs> happening? It's like they're walking on a treadmill because they're going against the grain of it. <laughs> yeah. It took me a second when I was watching it on TV to, like, realize what was happening. But that was definitely the moment where I was like, oh, it's so I think for a hot second, I was thinking that it was one of those <laughs> TikTok moves. <laughs> like, no, something's actually moving down there. The, the lights came on it on stage right, and I was like, oh, it's an actual rotating stage. Okay. So good. They also never – it, it, it doesn't seem like they – ever use the same gag twice with that stage. Like, they don't really ever do... They no. might later at one point do half a second of someone walking the wrong way or something. But the same with there's a second where the king, like, stomps and the lights turn blue. He only does that once. Like, there's other opportunities they could have used it, but they have, like, new creative ways of using the space every time. I love it. It takes a true genius to come up with something like that. And I, I couldn't do it. I- I literally couldn't do it. I can do what you're telling me to do, but I couldn't come up with that. <laughs> like, my yeah, creative no. side is just doing what I'm told to do and adding a little bit of spice to it. <laughs> I consider myself a pretty creative person, and I feel like I'm bullshitting myself every time I see, like, a well-done thing where I'm like, well, I could have done that. Like, there are some pop musicians where I'm like, I could definitely write these lyrics. I maybe not mm-hmm. would not be able to, like, put the whole song together, but I could write these lyrics. And, like, yeah, Hamilton is like, wow, I... I personally wouldn't be able to do most of this stuff. Like, this actually impresses me in a way that yeah. other stuff doesn't always. So For me, the way Lin-Manuel just composed the entire Hamilton script and did the lyrics, wrote the soundtrack, it blew me away. And then on top of that, to make everything historically correct, like, dude, you are blowing my mind. Yeah. I mean, there's cool. definitely, there's some stuff. And they obviously had to leave out quite a bit of uh, yeah. specifically what it's like to colonize a new continent, but that wasn't the point of the story they were telling. So <laughs> as long as we can right. remember that on the side. <laughs> the stuff with Philip Hamilton's son, I never learned that in school. You know, I just learned that 
he was the first national treasurer. I man, I really wish that we would like put new people on the money because other places do it. I do too. Like my friend's from Sweden, and he gave me, <laughs> I think it was like a two dollar bill. I don't remember. But it's the author mm-hmm. of Pippi Longstocking, and it has a really? little Pippi Longstocking on it. Yeah, because they, like, update it with new notable people from Sweden. Wow. But also, it's just insane to see Pippi Longstocking on a piece of money. It just sounds like a more exciting world to live in if we had, like, new people. Like, if Jane Lynch was on a piece of money, I would lose my mind. Oh, my God. If Jane Lynch was on a piece of money, I would probably never spend that bill. <laughs> you would just you just have a savings. I would definitely start uh, would just, saving money if Chandler just printed on money. Oh, for sure. You know, it, it's actually funny that you bring that up because um, I was actually talking to my, a friend of mine the other day about putting celebrities on money, and he's like, "Well, what if you put Bieber on money?" I'm like, "Dude, if I had a twenty dollar bill with Bieber's face on it, I would probably spend it faster than you can tell me not to." <laughs> he's like, "Why?" I'm like. Have you seen what he looks like lately? He's like, I don't want him in my pocket. <laughs> he looks carrying scary. a little photo of Beaver. Yeah, that man looks scary now. He uh needs to lose the stash. Stash is not helping him. Oh, I love the stash. I love the Beaver stash. I just watched the there's the Glee episode where all the guys are trying to like get the girls' attention after Valentine's Day and they create mm-hmm. the Justin Bieber experience fronted by Sam Evans. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny because the whole episode, everyone's like, yeah, Justin Bieber sucks, but, like, his sex appeal is undeniable, and we don't know why. He does give off a very strong sex appeal. Yeah. However, whether that sex appeal does anything for me, it does not. So one time I heard Britney Mm -hmm. Spears described as the beard of a generation because Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think Tyler Oakley said that. I'm pretty sure that Justin Bieber was also a beard of a generation because he just looked like a lesbian. So being obsessed with him was like (laughs) a straight passing way to be really into a lesbian look when I was in high school. I could get a Justin Bieber composition book and now I'm basically ready to go. Right. All through high, or not even high school, all through middle school, actually, there are so many girls at my middle school and good old Tennessee that was into the whole Bieber shebang. They were like, they had their little iPod Nanos with their headphones in, playing baby, baby, baby. Mm-hmm. Have mercy. The only thing that I remember from Bieber was Ludacris's verse, and that's it. That's a great verse. Everything else, it really is. I mean, then, what was it, maybe like two or three years later, Bieber finally hit puberty, and... <laughs> He came up with boyfriend. I still remember yep. I was driving to school and I heard that and I'm like, ooh, that's a nice beat. Like, what is that? And I look at the radio and I'm like, is that Beaver's name scrolling across my screen right now? <laughs> sure <laughs> is. Man, finally hit puberty. He really did. I'm proud of him. Hey, I'm proud of his success from when he was 14 and first started. I think the whole fame and fortune thing kind of messed him up. Yeah. As it tends to do. I mean, as I look at him now, uh, I see, like, he's, I think it's on YouTube still. The Late Night Show with James Corden, he was doing a segment with Beaver, and the segment was Fill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts. And Ew, what is that? It's where you um, 
have to either tell secret of someone that is close to you. I pulled it up. This food looks disgusting. <laughs> yes. Like cow so your guts stuff. Are good. Bieber had to eat. He had to tell a secret about his wife or eat cod sperm. Oh. And it's like fear factory. It is. That is exactly what I think. I think that's where he got the idea from. From fear factor. He would literally have to do it, and I'm just like, oh, please, just say, like, shave my stash or something, but don't actually allow me to eat this. <laughs> That's just disgusting. I don't have a stomach for this kind of content. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can, I can handle a lot. I watch a lot of scary movies, but I think it's because I can't imagine sitting at this table and, like, smelling all of this. It is truly disgusting. My favorite episode is with Harry Styles. James Corden had Harry Styles host the show for a night, and he did the same thing. He played Fill Your Guts guts with Kylie Jenner, I think her name is. Oh, nice. But she also did the same thing. She asked him a question, and she gave him the cod sperm. And he he couldn't finish eating it and swallow it. And he spit it out, and Kylie's like, Oh, no. She's like, you're not going to spit that out. She's like, if you make me swallow, you got to swallow, too. So yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> he just looks at the camera, and he's like, well, I guess I'm a quitter because spitters is for quitters. I'm like, Lord have mercy. This just got dark really quick. I had picked up a pizza from Pizza Hut last night, and I had, like, three slices of it, fell asleep, and woke up and just ate the rest this morning at 5 o'clock. <laughs> Before your six hours of TikTok. Actually, in the midst of doing the six hours of TikTok, yeah. Scrolling, watching videos, and <laughs> shoving pizza in my mouth. Which, now that I think of it, that's probably what I was doing most of quarantine, which probably lets me gain Dude, yeah, hour. if you're just in bed snacking all day, that'll do it. <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere. It's not like I could go on the run or whatever, because we would be cited. In Chicago, we would literally be cited, you know, by the police if we were caught outside without a liable reason, like if you were going to go to the store or whatever. Really? Even mm-hmm. now? Not now, because uh, everything's open back up now. Oh, I Although, get what you're saying, yeah. we're about to close down again. Yay! When I was like maybe three or four, I was a part of this Six Flags commercial here in, in Illinois. And they had me on the roller coaster, and, you know, I was just like, really? That's it? And I had actually rode a roller coaster, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then maybe a few days later, this same roller coaster I rode malfunctioned, and it got stuck at the top loop, and all the passengers were upside down. Nope. Hard pass. And, yeah, and I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I'm never going to get on that coaster again. And then I started seeing it happen more and more to amusement parks here in Illinois or in uh, Florida or whatever. Screw that. Especially, like, fair roller coasters aren't even attached to the ground. I mean, they are, but, like, uh, temporarily. Right. Um, How do you feel about the song Don't Stop Believin'? By Journey? Yep. As extensively covered by Glee. I love the song. And the reason why I say so is because when I was in Tennessee, every day during our commons period which is what they called lunch they would always play that song over the pa oh so that's fun during lunch the entire <laughs> lunchroom would just erupt in don't stop 
I, at some point, Sue Sylvester starts making fun of the Glee Club for always doing that song, even though maybe they actually only did it once. Maybe they did it twice in the first season, Mm -hmm. but it became, like, their thing, and I love when she calls them out for it. I don't dislike it. I don't have any sort of connection to it either, though. I love it because it brings back a fun memory for me. That's kind of, like, the only reason why I love it. And that's the only thing that I would love about high school. Everything else, I was always sent to the principal's office or in trouble for something. <laughs> I think if I were in a school setting like Glee, I'm trying to think what character might I be. I mean, my mind tells me to be Kurt just so I can get blamed. <laughs> but then again, I feel like I'm a mixture between Finn and Kurt. Who else? Puck, for sure. There's so many, like, tacky moments, but there's also so many that just are so good. I think the number one tacky moment was when, um, I think it was the first time, I want to say the first time that Finn and Rachel had broke up. Finn goes off on this whole big, like, high school musical moment. <laughs> like, he's the Zac Efron of Glee. Mm. I don't know about the fish. <laughs> maybe maybe I, tell something else. I love that Finn never learns how to dance. He doesn't. <laughs> I mean, like, are I we joking? He can't learn. Thing. That is definitely the most painful thing. Like Mike Chang is fully doing flips, and it's like you can't even <laughs> learn like a two-step kind of a deal. You just have to like power pose. Like Finn's thing. Like, he's just that awkward, big white guy that just loves to sing but can't dance, has literally no rhythm. <laughs> Truly. Rachel Berry, singer was it, or was it an actress? I think she wanted singer. to be on Broadway, yeah. Ooh, what about the big reveal about her finding out who her birth mother is? Oh, yeah, that was a lot. I, even rewatching it, couldn't remember if it was like a ploy. Like, I couldn't figure out if it was real for the longest time, and then it was. I don't know. I never really think about adoption or, like, what that would be like to try to find a parent. So that was kind of interesting. I actually think about it a lot as far as adoption goes. I've actually been doing a lot of research into that because, you know, I've wanted cleanest adoption anyone could imagine. Like, I signed the papers, and, yes, now this baby is mine. I don't want to go through the whole having a surrogate mother and then the mother ends up getting attached to the baby and then I've got to find another surrogate. And that, that's too much work. Like, I'll just go to an adoption agency. There's plenty of children out there who yeah. need parents. I mean, that so. was something that kind of came up in Glee, too, with Quinn's baby possibly going to the Schuster family was... Mm-hmm. throughout Quinn's entire pregnancy, she was grappling with whether or not she might actually want to keep the child which for her wasn't really an option, like, financially or even socially, I guess, because she's a high school mm-hmm. student. But, yeah, it's like, you don't you don't know. Like, this is a whole other person that you're involving in a really major life decision. Yeah. Plus, yeah, there actually, are kids who need homes. So. Right. I mean, I was actually glad that Glee actually touched on some of the social issues that was kind of 
hitting our country hard. I think that's something that Glee is particularly known for, is managing to make an episode out of every single possible. I kind of mistook at the time that, like, having a gay character was just another trope, but rewatching it now, that is, like, it is such a driving force of the entire show. Like, it comes yeah. up constantly, because there are every kind of LGBTQ plus character in the show, plus, like, Rachel has two dads, plus there's this whole mm-hmm. homophobic plot line. So, like, even though Kurt is pretty, like, stereotypical, white, gay, being bullied, really effeminate, etc., mm-hmm. like, they also make space for, like, other kinds of LGBT person, but they also, yep. of course, touch on, like, every other major issue. I know later on they do, with the newer cast, they do a episode with a school shooting, which, right. I, it's kind of weird, because it's, like, a comedy show, some of them could be, some of these episodes I feel like could be seen in bad taste, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, it's part of their thing, is that they try to touch on all these different issues. Yeah, and, you know, the funny thing about all this is there's TV shows, 13 Reasons Why, they kind of took some ideas from Glee, and they incorporated them into their own show. The only thing I don't like about 13 Reasons Why, you have, I think, two actors on the show who are actually gay, and both of those actors have to play straight guys. I'm just like, sure, a gay guy can play a straight guy because we've had to hide it for so long. I mean, (laughs) you know, do the walk and how to talk yourself. But then they have, which, I mean, I, I, I I can understand, you know, it's kind of exploring the boundaries of yourself as an actor then when you have um a gay character on the show who is extremely flamboyant like over the moon flamboyant unbelievable gay (laughs) yeah it just throws me for a loop i'm like really is that what you think a gay person is is that what you think how gay men are (laughs) right it's a stereotype Mm -hmm. do another game fuck mary kill somewhat inappropriate (laughs) i was actually playing it with my friend the other day At the end of every episode, we do a fuck, Mary kill with whatever we're talking about. Okay, let's see. I'm going to say fuck, Mary kill, Blaine, Kurt, do Sylvester. Ooh, this is actually easy for me. Marry Blaine, kill Kurt, and fuck, Sue Sylvester. I think I'm going to marry Sue, fuck, Blaine, kill Kurt. Sorry, Kurt. <laughs> it's not personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like he's fine. I would if I was like in Glee Club with him, that would be fine. But I don't think that right. we would have necessarily been close personal friends. No, I feel like Kurt and I would have been the equivalent of him and uh, Karovsky because that's mean. <laughs> I was thinking that. I mean, it, it was between them and Santana. Oh, yeah, Kurt and Santana but, have, like, a diva-off kind of a deal. Yeah. Well, yep. thanks for joining me and talking about Glee in the middle of the day. Do you have uh, Instagram or any platforms you want to promote, whatever? If anybody wants to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at m.sterlingcruise, that's C-R-U-Z-E. I'm still unemployed and doing this for a while. If you have any other great ideas of stuff to talk about, so. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Bye.
I wanted to make a podcast for a really, really, really long time before I was actually able to, and the thing that allowed me to do it was Anchor. Anchor, you can edit the podcast, you can record the podcast, you can invite friends to join it, all on the Anchor app. So you need a phone or a computer, you can go to the library, log in there if you really needed to, you could use an old iPod Touch. It's the most accessible way that I have found to make a podcast because I really thought that you had to spend a bunch of money and get a bunch of production equipment and whatever in order to do it. But when I figured out I could use Anchor as a platform to host the podcast, they distribute it for me. Um, You probably already know this if you've ever listened to an episode before or if you have seen the description with the tag that says that I make it on Anchor. If you want to do this, if you want to get into it, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app, and I swear it's free. Like, it's it's so easy. It's the easiest, freest, most free way to host a podcast. Bye.